Welcome to Retirement Straight Talk with Paul and William, featuring award-winning financial advisor and former host of the Sunday Money Show, News Talk 1010, Paul Baraka and his associate advisor, William Baraka. Creating and keeping wealth does not need to be complicated. Paul and William will cut through confusing and contradictory financial advice to give you the real facts to help you invest better and enjoy a worry-free retirement. The views and opinions expressed in this video may not necessarily reflect those of IPC Securities Corporation. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon as a basis for investment decisions. Welcome everyone to, I believe, episode number 17 of Retirement Straight Talk with Paul, that's me, and my associate advisor, certified financial planner, William Barreca. And today we're going to talk, following last week's topic, everyone's favorite subject, which is tax planning, because it's tax season and everyone looks forward to that. The first, if you missed the episode last week, we talked about five big mistakes that people tend to make that I've noticed in my 30 years in this business. People tend to make a lot. Today we're going to talk about some specific tax planning strategies that you might be aware of, but oftentimes we find people aren't aware of the nuances and the nuances can make a big difference in how much tax you pay. So, and again, why do we do tax planning? Well, geez, you know, Will, I mean, the way I look at it, tax planning is putting money in your pocket with no risk. I mean, we everyone wants more money. They can either take more risk with their investments to try to earn an extra 1% or whatever, or we can say, let's do some tax planning and we can do this strategy that we know is going to save you money without any investment risk. So to me, it just makes common sense. So why don't we get right into this, Will? Let's do it. And so the first one is taking advantage of all the various registered accounts yeah. uh, that, that are out Bingo. there. So whether it's RSPs, tax-free savings accounts, there's a, a RESPs, registered educational savings plans, and there's even a new one we can get into a little oh, bit uh, that's, that's coming out a good this one. year uh, called the First Home Savings Accounts. Um, great boy, that's a great deal. Great deal. It's a great deal. So let, let's start off with uh, the RSP, I guess. We've, we've gone over it before. Basic and stuff, if, yeah. If people want to look back to, we did a full episode, the complete RSP breakdown. So if you didn't listen to that, go back and take a listen yep. to that where we go into a lot more detail on it. Um, but again, let, yeah. let's, let's cover the basics here today, Paul. Yeah. And again, RSPs make sense. Most people don't do the number crunching properly at all on an after-tax basis in generally, not all the time in generally, you're way ahead with an RSP. Again, not all the time that's for planning. There's other things that people I don't think, I don't think about such things as critical financial events that happen to everyone. You know, everyone has, they get sick, they lose their job. Uh, you know, something happens in the family with their kids and you need money. And the RSP can provide a great way to draw money out, oftentimes on a very, very tax efficient basis uh, moving forward. You have income splitting potential there in terms of for retirement income, for spousal RSPs. That's where spousal RSPs, like you said, they, they come into play for tax yeah. planning. So it doesn't matter so much if you and your spouse plan to retire both at age 65. Because afterwards, if you both open RIFs, you can split the pension income from the RIFs with each other. 
But like you said, Paul, critical financial events, things happen all the time. Unexpected always events happen. Always happens. So maybe you want to retire at age 60, or maybe there's a life event where you have to retire before the age of 65. When and you it happens. That pension income. It happens all the time. Happens so all that's the time. why it's we always a it good right idea right. to, if you have a spouse and one has a really large RSP, the other one doesn't. Open up a spousal RSP for the spouse with not so big of an RSP and try to equal them out just for tax planning advantages down the road. Yeah, of course, RESPs are fantastic. The government wants to give you 20% to educate your children. They want to give you free money. If you don't take advantage of that, well, not the smartest decision. That's uh, it. With RESPs, that's $7,200 lifetime government grants that you can get for your kids' education. So free money, everyone. Up. Free money and also very tax efficient because when it's withdrawn, it'll be taxed in the, the hands of the, the child who will most likely be a student and not earning that much money. So very tax efficient that way as well. Yeah. Now, TFSA, one thing that many people may not be aware, fantastic account. Uh, what many people, you want to make sure that you designate your spouse, assuming you have a spouse, as uh, successor annuitant and not uh, beneficiary. The reason, if you designate your spouse with your TFSA as beneficiary, the money you pass away, the money passes to your spouse tax-free, but now that money will be in a taxable environment. Whereas if you designate that person as successor annuitant, it can now be transferred into their tax-free savings account. Now it can continue its tax-free status for the rest of that person's life. So that's kind of important to do. Next thing, the new first home savings plan account. Well, do you want to go into that? Yeah, it's supposed to be. It's a new account uh, that's supposed to be available April 1st of this year. Who knows if that deadline will actually be met, but should be available sometime later this year at the very least. And it essentially combines the best of both RSPs and TFSAs for people who want to save for their first home. So any contributions you make, you get a deduction on them, just like an RSP. But when you withdraw it to, to buy a home, it's tax-free like withdrawals from a TFSA were. So like you like to say, Paul, you can't really get a better tax deal than this. Can't get a better um, deal than that. So you can put in, what, 8000 bucks a year, I believe the government uh, is going yeah. to allow you up to. What's the maximum on this? Is it? Uh, it's a maximum remember. lifetime contribution limit of $40,000. But keep in mind, too, that if you invest in this account, it will probably grow a little bit. So if you're investing every year, even if what you've contributed grows beyond that $40,000, that's still all tax-free to you as long as it's meant to buy a first home. Well, just Go one on. more thing on that. It can be a good idea, too, if you've never bought a home yet. It can be a way to also create new RSP room because there's certain time limits that I don't want to get into um, on this episode, but eventually you can pull it out of that first home savings account. And if you don't use it to buy a home, you can roll it to your RSP, even if you don't have the RSP room. So wow, I'm a new way to create new RSP room for yourself. Great, great, uh, great plan. Next thing I think we want to talk about, people that we find using their TFSA improperly, they'll use it as a short-term savings account. Now, if you have non-registered This is kind of the money, second tax uh, planning strategy we want to go over. We just did registered yeah. accounts. Now we're going to use, now we're going to talk about where to, how to properly position uh, the, these various accounts. 
Yeah. So here's what we see, not uncommon at all. People will have non-registered investment portfolio that they have investments in, stocks, funds, ETFs, whatever they have. They'll also have a TFSA and they use the TFSA as a short-term savings account. So they may have five, ten, twenty thousand dollars in there earning, you know, modest interest. You're using it backwards because that you're saving some money on that in taxes, but not that much. You should use your short-term savings, use the TFSA for investing because it's all tax-free. Supposedly, your investment account is going to earn more than your short-term savings over the long run. So your TFSA should be used to invest. If you want to keep five, ten, twenty thousand dollars in cash and on the side, that's great. Use a non-registered account. That's going to maximize your tax savings in the long run. Good stuff. Uh, so I think the third strategy today, Paul, is um, just planning your retirement income to to reduce your overall tax bill. Yeah, no, we had uh, this with a, a client some time ago where we did uh, a long-term savings. And what you want to realize is that your registered plan, your RSPs will be taxed likely at 55% or more in, in, your, your in, your, in your estate. So a lot of times it makes sense. And this is where your advisor should be a detailed plan. It might make sense to take some more of that RSP money out early because maybe only pay 20 or 30% on it rather than losing 55% or more in your estate. Again, that requires some detailed planning. That's something you should be doing with your advisor. And it can make, a, well, in, the, in our situation, it made a million and a half difference after tax in this client's account. So that's not small money. So again, just requires planning there to get that retirement income out with maximum tax efficiency. So the next strategy, Paul, is uh, spousal loans. Yeah, now these were much, much more advantageous last year when interest rates are lower. Simply, if you have a big non-registered portfolio, it's in one person's name, that person's paying all the tax on it, you can loan it to your spouse, they have to pay interest on it, and effectively it means that you're going to transfer some of the taxable cost to your spouse. And again, it works really well if the spouse obviously is in a lower tax bracket. Again, it worked better uh, when interest rates were low, but it can still work in the right circumstances, a spousal loan. Where are we going next? Well, donations in kind? Yeah, let's do, yeah, let's do donations in kind, All which right, is a great is way to um, uh, both be generous, give to charity, and also reduce your tax bill. So let's say, let's say you have a really, you have Apple shares and you bought them 10 years ago or so, um, and you have a large unrealized gain on them. And if you want to sell it, you'd have, there'd be a big tax bill on it. Well, if you want to give uh, money to charity, you can actually donate that share or shares of Apple in kind to the charity and there'll be no taxable gain applicable to you. So you get rid of that unrealized gain in your account while giving the charity. And also the charity will still issue you a tax receipt for that. So same amount or the same amount. So there you go. So again, you're going to get when you donate shares in kind, you get two tax savings. One, you get the full tax credit for the charitable donation. And two, you eliminate the tax on the unrealized gain. So it could be a big, big, big tax savings. All right. Where are we going next, next here, Will? I think the, is this the fifth one? I think fifth and final one. Uh, let's go per 
on permanent life insurance briefly, then we got to wrap it up. Okay, permanent life. Uh, you know, again, this is a somewhat of a niche uh, investment. It can make a lot of sense if you're a higher income person, especially when you're doing estate plan. It can be a very, very, you know, wealthy people buy huge insurance policies, huge. And you go, why would they do that? Because they know they're saving the family huge amounts in taxes in the big picture. Again, if, you know, people always say, oh, the rich have it all. Well, the rich use certain strategies. And if you're in a position where you have a high income and a high net worth, permanent life insurance is definitely something you want to explore to see if it makes sense for you. Yeah, absolutely. It's like you said, Paul, it's not for everyone. It's more just for the very, very wealthy. I see it being misused a lot in, in the industry for people who don't yeah. need it. So it's important. No, no. Again, it's it's not for everyone, but for the right person, a lot of big tax advantages. Again, that's where the planning comes in. I wouldn't say very, very rich. If you're wealthy, if you have a good income, yeah. it might be right for you. That's where you want to sit down with, with your planner and say, does this make sense for me? What are the pros? What are the cons? And so forth. Yeah. So, so I, pretty good time to wrap things up, Will. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So by the way, join us our next episode. This is something that comes up a lot. Should you, if you're, you're starting an investment account, should you own individual stocks or should you use managed solutions? And we're going to bring up some information that I bet our listeners aren't aware of that. So we're going to talk about that on the next program. By the way, the program after that, hey, how much is enough to retire? Almost everyone is interested in that. So those are a couple of the episodes coming up. If you like what you heard today, hey, rate us and subscribe so you make sure you're going to get a notification as to all of our new episodes. And, you know, hey, if you feel you may have gaps in your wealth plan, you're welcome to send us an email, info at westendwealth.com, info at westendwealth.com, and we can start a conversation. Okay. So with that Thanks, being said, Paul. I think we're done. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, everyone. We'll, uh, we'll chat next week. See you next week. Bye-bye now. This podcast was brought to you by West End Wealth Planning, an award-winning wealth planning practice catering to small and medium-sized business owners and to those looking to create a worry-free retirement for themselves and their families. To learn more, go to westendwealth.com. Don't forget to rate this podcast and subscribe to Retirement Straight Talk with Paul and William by going to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts.